obviously at his age, he's not. Well, listen, I don't know. I'm a different person. I said I feel like I'll be a sexual fiend late until my. That's not late. everyone. That's not everyone. Christian. Not everyone could be a Christian sexual fiend. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of BFVGF. Your wonderful host, Christian, joined by his beautiful co-host. Alyssa, what's popping, everyone? Uh, a lot's popping. Great things are going on. It's mm-hmm. been a minute. It's so great to be back with you guys, though. We're really excited to jump into this episode. Not sure if you're able to tell. New podcast set. A little more upscale. Alyssa, was, Alyssa and I were talking about it before we jumped on camera here. She said... Massive improvement. Super excited. Do you feel inspired, Alyssa? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, well, first of all, I just want to say that this backdrop, it's all the product of like our own labor, time, energy. Like we don't have, like we can't like with a flick of the wrist, just like hire a crew to like make us an awesome set. Like this is all like us, mostly Christian. I'll give him the credit for it because he came up with really the design for it and he put so much work into it. But of course I did contribute with some of the labor. Um, but I am so amazed with how it turned out because I definitely did not think we could do this in my basement. Yeah. So I'm trying to like give the layout of the land for people, mm-hmm. especially for those who are just listening. So Alyssa has her house is a um, what do they call it? What type of stuff? What style of house is it? It's a it's a cape. It's a cape. Yeah. That one her- cape. Exactly. That when her parents bought it all those years ago, they blew it out the back. They had so much space because the backyard's huge. And they added on. I guess what you call a basement extension, like a basement to the basement. So like when you walk down the steps to go into the basement, it's unfinished. That's like the pantry and storage. And then they added a secondary basement behind that. That's finished. Yeah, Yeah. It was mainly built because my dad, he's a DJ. Throw that out there, DJ Ron. (laughs) And um, he used to have clients come down here and you know, he would like talk to them about their wedding or whatever. He had an office space down here basically. And nowadays everyone is doing, uh, everyone is making their plans through the phone or, you know, he doesn't really meet with people anymore. So he doesn't really need like this finished office space as much. So now uh, he also used this room that we're in right now. He would, he used to have like his whole DJ setup all here. And he would basically give customers like a sample of what he could do with all of his lights. It actually used to happen. And it was pretty cool. I had so many birthday parties in this room. Like he had his DJ setup, and all my friends would dance. And I had like a little stage down here. But um, now he really just uses this room for storage. So we saw the opportunity to use the storage room as a studio space since it's nice and quiet down here. And honestly, it's worked out better than I could imagine. Yeah. So he has the main basement and then this is like the offshoot room, which he uses. I mean, I can't turn the camera, but like all around us is a giant mess of bins Recording storage, equipment, yeah. storage, essentially. DJ equipment that he doesn't really want out because it's like, you know. But whereas people saw equipment. storage, I saw opportunity. So as you guys know, we used to have the old backdrop, which was, I'm not sure if we ever revealed it, it was essentially a styrofoam brick wall, which was really cool to be fair. A lot of people liked it, give us props for it. But I was like, no, 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 no. We got to upgrade. So I found on Home Depot and they had it at Lowe's too, this faux brick wall. Long story short... And a lot of, uh, almost killed my back getting it in the basement. But we oh, somehow yeah. did it because each panel is like 30 pounds. I don't know how Alyssa and I carried it I in. I nearly died. I was like huffing and puffing. Because at one point we were, because we split the panel. Like that's how we got it to fit like in the car and everything. And at one point I was like, let's pick up two panels because they're, they're so light. We just took one in and Christian's like, okay, it's kind of heavy. And we pick it up and I'm thinking to myself like, okay, we could put it down now. Like, never mind. But we keep going. And like this thing, it's like 30 pounds each. So now at this point, we're carrying like 60 pounds together. And we're trying to go down the stairs. I'm huffing and puffing. My arms are hurting. I'm like, uh, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. And Christian is dying his back. He's at one point, like I'm, I'm dropping it. And he's like, no, now all the weight's on me. And I'm, he's blowing his back out and it was a mess, but we got it together as you can see. 
and we had to paint it and everything, which was an interesting time to say the least. But lo and behold, we managed to pull it all together. So yeah, it took two days to set it up. We had like this 30 pound industrial tape we strapped to the back of it. So we got it on the wall and it was red. And Alyssa was like, do we keep the red? I was like, no, no, we got to go white. Uh, And I think you would agree now seeing it on camera that white was probably the play. Yeah, because I feel like if we use like the red brick, it would still look aesthetic. But I just I can almost feel like I feel like the red would make us look orangey slash reddish. But I think especially if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, if you're not Christian and Alyssa on YouTube, you could see like as we have a, a camera off to the side or a monitor. It's just it goes with all the other tones that we have in here. The greens, the um the yellows with the with the lighting in the background, the ambient lighting, as well as mm-hmm. like like I guess the maple. I don't remember the exact color of this table, but like maple-ish, you know, the blacks. We just felt like it would probably work better to have white than red. Yeah, it makes it makes And we had white set, beforehand too. Yeah. It makes honestly, I feel like it makes the set look more simplistic in style. And more premium, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Like it makes it look like we're sitting in like a premium apartment when really we're just in my basement. But get punked. You know, I just feel like it adds class, whereas the red would still look nice. But like I said, I feel like it would bring out like pinkish, reddish undertones in our skin. And I feel like the white, since we're we're not very tan, we're pretty pale. But I feel like having like a super light white background in turn makes it makes us look tanner. It's just kind of it complements us more and the background a lot more. It like makes the editing so much easier because I could, except for the red lighting behind me, that's going to be a mess. I'm able to um, adjust the face more in case we want to add more uh, reddish or orangey tones if we feel like we're a little too pale, which is sometimes the case. But I'm not sure yeah. people know. Also, first time on the set, got this beautiful IKEA furniture. But on top of that IKEA furniture, even though it's in the shadows, I know we've got to figure out the lighting situation. Is that I'm not sure if we spoke about it on the podcast. I think we did briefly. But yeah. for those of you guys who've been around here for a hot minute and you catch the episode back during our two year anniversary, so back on January sixth, we you, you mean excuse me January fourth? I don't know why am I oh thinking about the gosh. why am I thinking about no because I was thinking about it's the cap okay. I was thinking about the Capitol riots. I don't know why January sixth popped in my mind. Yeah, it's okay. But, it uh, yeah, been, no, two days after our anniversary, we almost thought the country was going away. It would have been unfortunate if that was the date of. Our actual anniversary. That would have been funny. But because it's the 4th, (laughs) July 4th is our two and a half year, which is quite funny. But we have, I had made her, if you guys remember, for a two year anniversary, a star map. And it's got like, I'm not sure if you can tell, it might be in the shadows too much. But essentially we have Pisces and Aries, which were next to each other on the first night night we we went out. I'm not saying, I don't believe in, I mean, I guess I kind of believe in astrology, right? A little bit. I guess if you made a heart, uh, not I mean, heart you're map, right. if you made a star map, then obviously you believe it a little bit. Although I will say that I'm an Aries, which I'm sure you guys know if you've been uh, listening to our podcast. Um, but I always felt like I didn't really identify with like the um, assumptions that people make about Aries. Like everyone always I think says, it's because Aries you're the- is like hotheaded. Um, but I'm like kind of on the cusp of Pisces and Aries because Pisces, I think it's till the 20th and then I'm the 23rd. So no, I'm kind of on the cusp. I think you, I'm not sure if there's like a, uh, an intense side and more softer side. You're probably the softer side of the Aries and it's also you're the female Aries. I would imagine if you were like, like a male Aries is probably- hot-headed and other things, but you're a little more softer. I think, honestly, if I had to describe myself, I'd probably say, like, I'm probably, I guess I could be considered, like, like personality-wise, a mix of the personality traits of an Aries and a Pisces, probably, mm-hmm. because Pisces are more artistic and they could be more emotional. Even though you're Pisces, you're not very emotional, but... Maybe you are internally. I don't know what's going on inside of you. So I used to be a very dramatic person when I was younger. I was a songwriter. But so basically underneath the star map, I'm not sure if it's on camera. It's probably not it's too far no, away. I don't think they can actually see the stars, but I feel like the outline, I'm looking at it, you can kind of see the outline. It's also the angle of our monitor. Maybe you guys can see it better than we could see it. But then it says underneath the night I knew you were the one and then the address of where we went on our first date, which mm-hmm. if you guys would like to replicate our date, I don't know. Um it was at Il Vizio here in, uh, is it considered Massapequa or Massapequa Park? Massapequa the Park. restaurant at Massapequa Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phenomenal restaurant. That was oh, a great yeah. first date. If you haven't Amazing. heard about our first date and you want to see how far in terms of progress we've come with the podcast, go check out our first ever episode, which I think, I'm not sure if Alyssa knows this, has our most few listens of any podcast. Really? 
Because I guess people like if they're like if you're on TikTok and you see a podcast clip and you're like, hey, who's this couple? And you go to the podcast. Maybe you listen to the most recent episode. But I imagine a lot of people go back to the OG first episode. And they're like, who are these people? And also something that I think is really interesting that I found out about podcasts that like I personally don't do, but I guess a lot of people do. Uh, when a lot of people find new podcasts that they're interested in, I've learned that people will go back to the first episode and listen as if it's like a Netflix series and like listen to all the episodes in chronological order. I know people have done that with Call Her Daddy. They're like, oh my God, I just started watching and I'm on season two. Like, it's like... I don't know. I'm not like even it's funny because we're we have a podcast, but I'm not like super in tune with like podcast culture, listening culture. Um, But I guess that's how people listen sometimes. So that could be it. I think for me, or at least in the way we set up our social, the cut. I mean, Alyssa has her own TikTok or Instagram, but I mean, the couple social media, meaning the TikTok, the Instagram, the YouTube and the podcasting. I really designed it in a sense to be based off of essentially the success of our own relationship, which is an awful business practice that I don't recommend anybody do. I've spoken to Alyssa about this, but one I decided to make because I felt like it would pay on the long run, which I was starting to see some progress and growth in certain areas. Yeah, listen, I definitely don't think it's a terrible idea, but you have to like be prepared for the difficulties that come with like having a business partner and also like that being a part of your relationship because it adds Mm -hmm. another dimension to the relationship that makes it harder, but it's not impossible. I think we get through it quite well. There are a lot of couples. It could be worse. Just look at frenemies. I mean, frenemies, the whole thing with that is that they, um, they weren't dating, but they were family at one point. So it's like all complicated now that they're breaking up, which we'll talk about later. But, um, essentially, yeah, I feel like it makes things more complicated because like problems that you'd have with a business partner, now you're having that with somebody you're in a relationship with. And now your business problems are now also relationship problems. But now let me break it down further. Cause there's a lot of couples and YouTube couples who it's like the woman has her own channel and the guy has his own channel. Like maybe they do different things. Like maybe the woman is like a fashion vlogger and the guy is like a tech YouTuber and they get together, but they still have their own independent models. But for us, it's the joint. And so basically if you're fighting or you're not happy, you don't want to go and film a podcast episode, right? That's just keeping it real. Let's keep yeah. it 100. Yeah, 100%. And then if you don't release an episode one week, you know, people might be like, what's going on? And it's like, in all honesty, like you can just have a fight one day and it doesn't mean you want to break up. But like, I mean, obviously, but to people listening, they're going to be like, well, why isn't there an episode? Like, is there relationship problems? And now it's like everybody's problem. But I'm telling you, it's the reason. The reason that I don't recommend you do it is also like how we just spoke about and all those the, all those rationale is the exact reason you should do it in terms of um, attracting an audience. Because when you kind of have that, listen, drama sells, you know, positive or negative. So when you skip that week's episode or you have something you have to work out through, people are invested in the relationship. And I'm starting to see that now in terms of our followers on TikTok and some on YouTube as well. We have some dedicated commenters that comment on every episode. You know who you are. But basically by us having the couples, TikTok, Instagram, and the YouTube, it chron- it, I'm trying to, what's the word? It's a, it's a chronological order of our relationship. It docu- yeah. That's what it documents 100%. our relationship and people love to follow that. And I'm, I'm glad that people love to follow because then they're invested in the relationship. So people watch the YouTube, they listen to the podcast. Like you said, they'll go back to the beginning because they're like, Hey, who's this Christian and Alyssa couple? I would love to learn so much about them. I imagine, and I listen to every episode when I edit them, right? People probably really enjoy going back and listening through basically the last year of our lives, you know? You're 100% right, because even though obviously we're not, this isn't a reality TV show, but in a way, it is, is because, you know, the way that you can listen, it's like the way that you would watch 90 Day Fiance, where like the relationships are progressing there. It's like you can watch our relationship progress and you can watch our growth and where we started versus where we are now. And I feel like to some people that's really appealing, like with Call Her Daddy, like back when um, Sophia was a part of the podcast and stuff, you can go back and listen to like their whole evolution of like their entire friendship with her. And, um, cause for them, it's like, you love to listen yeah. to like, especially for college daddy, their sexual conquests. And for us, you probably love to listen to, at least I would hope so, you know, what we're doing in our lives, the relationship, you know, advice we might have as we're going to get into, um, as well as, 
you know, what we're doing, the trips we're taking. And it, when you miss that one episode, that one week on our behalf, then you're even more invested because you're like, wait, what's going on in the relationship? And you can't wait for the next episode. So there are pros and cons to the business model, but it's really just about documenting our relationship. And I think that's what we're getting much better at doing. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like we're getting more into it, more comfortable. And it's mm-hmm. like, you get to see like, you know, how we really act. Yeah. I would love to have, uh, I would pay. We, there's no script in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> this yeah, there's, is just us. There's authentic. no teleprompter. So yeah, I would pay an untold fortune to have a photo of us on the first day we recorded the podcast sitting in the other room, just across from each other and just doing the audio to where we are today. You know, a major progress, I would say. Oh, 100%. I feel like we've grown in so many different ways. I mean, when we started off, we we didn't have a video um, of the podcast. And then, we, and then we had Kevin Carmen from Locals Only. And he was like, he. I mean, we knew about this, but he really expedited the process and, and, and motivated us. He was like, listen, he knows because he's, you know, in some sense, he's a trendsetter for Long Island. He knows it. He was like, listen, you got to go video. Everything's video. And, you know, and then you have TikTok and it's like, boom, you know, and then you suddenly realize how fast, you know, that advice was good. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I just I love to personally see how we grow. Like, I love looking back and then comparing it to where I am now. And I feel like that goes for anyone. Yeah, I would say so. So, yeah, we got a new set. (laughs) But yes, we do. And for this episode, we definitely want to go into, I guess the topic for this episode would be relationship advice as we're going to go through Reddit r slash relationship advice. But before we do so, Alyssa mentioned frenemies. And on the topic of relationship advice, I feel like let's speak about that first. And then we'll get into giving people more um, interpersonal advice. Because we definitely have some opinions and I don't mind sharing them. A hundred percent. And Alyssa is probably more updated on the topic than I am. So Alyssa, the floor is yours. Okay. So if you aren't aware, I'm sure you're aware, but- Unless you've been living under a rock, I guess. Frenemies was ultimately a podcast with Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein from H3H3. And basically it all started when Ethan had Trisha on his podcast and it kind of evolved from there. They decided to do this podcast together. And it gets sticky because- Trisha eventually like was dating and she still is uh, Moses, which is um, Ethan's wife's brother. So it gets to be sticky because now it's like not only is Trisha like a guest, like now she's becoming family. Right. And it makes for an interesting show. So that's part of the reason why I think a lot of people tune in because it's there's so much drama because they're like essentially family. Um, But that's also where it gets complicated. And like we were talking about before with like mixing relationships and business, it's kind of similar because Trisha, she suffers from like a lot of mental disorders and she's open about it. She's talked about it. Um, So I respect her for coming out and talking about those issues because a lot of people struggle and it's not often talked about. Uh, But those issues, I mean, she kind of, she gets very easily, I guess you could say like triggered Mm -hmm. by things that Ethan will say. And Ethan kind of, in a sense, he's mentioned this. It's kind of like walking around eggshells because she constantly makes comments at him. And it's almost like he can't say anything back because then she'll just quit the show is essentially what they have to go through almost every week. And she's walked out numerous times. But um, this time in particular, she was upset about like, the pay and stuff. And Ethan gets an extra 5% because he's put literally over $50,000 into the set and the whole production. But she can't seem to understand that. They also do the editing, which let me tell you, and Christian can say it himself because he does all the editing for our show. There is so much that goes into the editing. And if at one point- Can I just break it down real quick for people who don't know? And I'm not sure, now that I think about it in my head, it may not seem like a complicated process, but it's also important to keep in mind the- I'm not sure, but the number of crew he has on his team. So Ethan may not, I mean, he's got a life, so he may not personally do all this, but I guess you could have a newfound respect for, I guess, me, because this is, then I do it all my own. Yeah, I'll give him all the credit. And even though we're dating and everything, if at any point, like, 
if Christian was like, yo, like, I think we like we're obviously at this point, we're not up to like dividing funds and stuff because we haven't really gotten that far in the I would process. Say, I mean, I would more like dividing the workflow. I yeah, would but it, if it ever got to a point where we were in a situation where it was like, oh, like, how are we going to divide the pay? Which obviously well, we're in a relationship, so I'm not interested in dividing. the But pay. if we were and he was like, I'm going to take an extra 10 percent because I edit everything, I would be like go ahead. Like editing is so time consuming. I'm just trying to pay rent for us to live together. That's priority number yeah, one. That's just what I'm saying. If we were in a relationship and he was like, I'm going to take an extra 10 or 15% because I edit everything. And that takes me literally days, full days. I would be like, go ahead because that's labor. That's time and energy. It's a tough situation. Cause first you have the equipment, a lot of stuff you guys can't necessarily see the set, building it, the equipment, the lights, the camera, all the wires and the cables in the background, hundreds of dollars for so an investment. And when you're H3, H3, you know, their sets are bigger, their cameras are more expensive, yada, yada, yada. And even if they already have a lot of money and stuff, it doesn't matter because they're still investing. Like it's still like, regardless of whether somebody's rich or not, like if they're investing their labor and their time and their money, like they deserve to be fairly compensated. So a hundred percent. So you have the equipment, you got to shoot it. Even if they already had the equipment because of age three, like that, that they still deserve, like that's still their equipment. You have to take it home. You have to download it. You have to have the (laughs) heart, your excuse. You have to have the hard drives to have the space for it, especially if it's like a 4k video. I'm not sure what H3 shoots in. It might be like 1080, but still, and they might like down res it. I don't know if they shoot in camera 4k and down res it later. Then I'm not sure if H3 does this per se. Cause a lot of them are just like long form things, but especially for our podcasts, you have to edit it, the audio, especially, um, then you have to color it, export it. And also you have to have the machine to do all of this. Which, when you have a machine like mine, wonderful machine, very expensive MacBook Pro, but it's the Intel, and it really can't get the job done like some, a lot of people, especially in the podcasting world, you have to get, if you have a high, you know, big deal production with multiple cameras, and we're just shooting on one camera right now, when you start getting two cameras for the individual angles, oop, I don't know what just fell. Sorry, that was just my foot. Your foot? I apologize. And then the main angle is the third camera. Usually you're getting like the $15,000 Mac where it's like the cheese grater for video editors out there. You know what I mean? But basically it's a big investment, and oh, especially yeah. on Ethan's part. From what you said thus far, I mean, the 5% seem, seems justified, but continue. Oh, yeah. Especially since the 5% goes towards the crew as well. Um, but essentially she was just upset about it. And she tried to say that it wasn't about the money, but it so clearly was. And I was just like thinking to myself, like, stop saying it's not about the money because it literally is. That's the entire issue. Um, but she was also like saying that like they were psycho content and stuff, which I commented on the video, the podcast. And I was like, I personally don't mind if they put, they talk about the same things on Frenemies and the H3 podcast because most people don't like listen to both podcasts every week. And also on H3, you get Ela's perspective and then on Frenemies, you get Trisha's. But aside from that, um, essentially, yeah, Trisha made a ton of videos, like totally bashing Ethan. And Ethan's been like super like respectful with his language, hasn't called her names. Like he's, he's being amicable amicable about it and like he wants to like maintain the friendship because it's family and he he knows that she has triggers and he's trying to like go around it but she every video that he makes she seems to just get more and more like pissed off and I mean all respect for both of them in the situation but like I just feel like Ethan doesn't deserve this I've been watching H3H3 since like 2015-2016 um, and I definitely think that they, they have it going on and they, they make really amazing content. So, yeah, I know when the first, po- when the podcast for frenemies, like that series first dropped, I'm not sure if we spoke about it on BFEGF, but there was either rumors or stuff that came out They she might've even spoken about it. And that's where I heard this from that essentially she was making like. 90k a month. I'm not sure if you remember that number. From from what OnlyFans? From Frenemies. Oh, from Frenemies. Trisha yeah. paid us. So that like she essentially she would show up and eventually and essentially just gets cut a check, you know, once a month. For me, it's not a I mean, obviously it's about who's in the right and the wrong, but take that out of the equation for a second. I mean, it's just the uh, immense 
privilege that she has that she really takes advantage of. You know, I get it. You're upset that takes five percent that Ethan takes five percent more, but the ninety thousand a month isn't enough. I mean, we're going through a global pandemic. So many people are out of a job. A lot of people can't afford nothing, like a four hundred dollar expenditure. Meanwhile, you're not happy with like, and I imagine probably it was that was at the beginning. I'm talking like late 2020, now we're in 2021. She might've been getting even more than that per month because apparently frenemies and their merch and all the things she does with H3 was really good. I would just, you know, I'd just be happy. I'm sitting pretty. I get to dress up, show up once a week, speak for two hours and I get cut, you know, a fat check. I, would, I mean, anybody else would jump in that position. Like, you know how quickly Alyssa would hop in oh, that position? Oh my God. H3H3, <laughs> please hire me. I promise. I know it's frenemies, so I can't be like nice to you guys. I can make drama. I'm a drama queen. No, but I think the premise <laughs> of the show was that they were friends. I'll be your But kind of like us, sometimes you have differences. So they're frenemies, you know? And they were family. And they hire still me, are. H3. I'll become your family. Absolutely. Who wouldn't jump in that position right away? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like she gets a great time with her family. And at one and, point... And then she... So, I'm sorry, but then she... Because now you got me really fired up about it. And then Alyssa and I, we see this video on her YouTube. First of all, after all the Ethan Lies videos, seven of those or whatever. By the way, we all team Ethan out here. We, Even team, the paparazzi team Ethan. On God. On God. So she makes a video about her merch and her closet. And her closet is the size of my house. Like Her walk-in closet with all her merch. So, and Girl. I think... I haven't checked yet, but I really hope I have the top comment on that. Because all I said was, L looks like you really need that extra 5%. And even Ethan put it in a talk to TikTok. He was like, what, is that 5% going to cure the uh, national debt? You know, like, my guy. I can't. Fine, you don't want the spot? You're sure. It's okay. Alyssa will hop in. Yep. Let me check. You keep going. Let me check the video real quick. Just yeah, see. it's just... Honestly, it's just creating such like a complicated situation because, you know, they're family now and everything. And I mean, I still love Trisha, but I just feel like in this situation, I have to go with Ethan because he just he makes good points. And I feel like Trisha's just out here calling him names. And at one point she was saying she didn't appreciate him making sexual comments about her merch line. Meanwhile, uh, I was watching a TikTok where somebody pulled up receipts. Trisha, not only she didn't, I mean, obviously she didn't sexualize um, Ethan's clothing line, his Teddy Fresh, but she did sexualize Ethan multiple times. Um, so talk about um, that. I mean, she literally said that like she wanted to like, you know, do the nasty with him. Uh, she well, she said that if, it, right, that if Hila wasn't dating him, that she'd bang him or she'd have sex was, with him, yeah, right? Yeah, back when she was just a guest, she said, yeah. she was like saying that Ethan was a 10 and then uh, she's saying Hila could do better. And then Ethan was like, so if Hila took your advice and left me, would you make a move on me? And she was like, oh, 100%, 100% I would. And like, I thought that was a little much, but she made all these tweets like a year ago, like back in 2020, she was like, I want to fuck Ethan from H3H3. Like she like loud and proud. I think she's just really Clear good at getting day. attention. I think that's her thing. Like, I listen, I don't know if she was trolling or not, but that's like still like strange. And they had an episode where they brought like a guy with a lie detector thing. And she kept asking him like, would you have sex with me? And he was like, no. And it's, yeah, they said he was telling the truth. And then she was like, would you want to get naked in a shower with me? Like, she was like, totally like asking him like outrageous, like kind of like uncomfortable questions in front of his wife who has his child. So I don't know. I just, I feel like, like Ethan has put up with a lot and he doesn't mind. I mean, he's put up with it and he still respects her regardless. And she's out here saying that he's harassing her because he made, apparently, I didn't even see the the comment he made, but apparently he was sexualizing her clothing line, which I don't know how he, she, he would do that. But I mean, I don't know. It's just a lot. So regardless, yeah, the Frenemies podcast split up, uh, which everyone kind of saw coming uh, because of the fact that she's he, walked out he, three times. He mentioned on one of the episodes early on, I recall, about how... He knew that right from the beginning that the show would end at one point. He just wasn't yeah. sure when. And she was like, no, it's not. And then she also at one point, I mean, this is another reason why they split up. She was saying she wanted an all new cast for Frenemies. And he. Crew, you mean crew. Yeah, crew. And Ethan was like, 
saying to the crew, he was like, well, she wants to fire all you guys. And Trisha was like all upset because she's like, I never said I wanted to fire anyone. But essentially, if you're getting a whole new crew, you would be firing the crew from frenemies. Sure, they would still work for H3 and still work on H3 Productions, but essentially they'd be losing some of their pay, some of their hours. And they would, because you need to have money to hire the new crew. And it's not like they could just have both crews on set. That's too many people. And they're not going to waste all that money. That's all the 5%. Yeah, so, I mean. She also wanted to hire her sister. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, she, it really seems like she was just leeching off of H3. She knew she had a good thing coming. Uh, or she knew she had a good gig and she wanted to milk it for all she could. And I think she took it too far. And instead of just admitting her fault, which is really difficult to do. A hundred percent. Everybody, Listen, Alyssa and I, you know, all the time, you know, if I'm upset with her, sometimes it's hard to give in when you know you're wrong. But especially for her, if I'm in a situation where I'm making 90K a month or say I'm even making half or a third of that, 20K a month, 10K a month, that's still insane. I think she just couldn't admit she was wrong and she, or that she was being outrageous and she'd rather not get a paycheck, which I think ultimately is the wrong move. And I can't, yeah. I don't think we, I don't want to speak too much more on it because I yeah. want to get into the other details because mm-hmm. we're not, I mean, let you go to H3H3 H3 to hear all the details. I can't go into all of it because it's just mm-hmm. way too big of a story, but. And look, I still respect Trisha because even though like she's made like questionable comments and stuff towards Ethan, whatever, like Ethan didn't mind and he kept going with the show. So obviously it didn't affect him that much. So I still respect and love Trisha and Ethan. But I mean, I got to give it to Ethan with this one. And he even like at one point he was like tweeting, going back and forth with her on Twitter. And he like at one point deleted all those tweets that he made. And he was like, I want to keep this off Twitter like you know, much love and respect for Trisha. Like, unfortunately, frenemies didn't work out. He was being very mature about the whole situation, which I respect. I mean, he is older than Trisha, but not by a lot. Um, so I, I think that he handled it really maturely and he, he just handled himself really well. It's because he, cause he didn't he, call names. He didn't resort to that like he, she did. Because Ethan is, uh, is a real adult. He doesn't act on emotion. He acts on the fact that he is a business because he because she just shows up. He's operating under the premise uh, and the circumstances of that he has a business that employs people. So, yes, he gets paid, right? You know, he's an employee himself, his own company, he's a CEO, president, whatever, H3 Productions, but he's also responsible for other people. So it's like the show must go on. So he's not going to, you know, he he really wanted, I'm sure, to continue the show with her. But if not, he's like... Well, we, that's why, like, he waited for her to walk off the show. He's like, we still have to, in a sense, you know, you don't, you don't think about it this way, make money because we have to pay the crew, you know? So you don't just have an episode where she agreed to the costumes they wore and what they were going to talk about. And then she's on the set and she's making a scene on camera, you know, denying everything that she said behind the scenes. Yeah. And she was upset that he didn't just, like, cut it when she she was saying like shut it off I, I want to end it but like he still had to like sign off the podcast like he couldn't just like cut it where she said to yeah, cut they have to have an episode and just like be like we're yeah. done and just have like dead air that be the end of the show like they have yeah. to be like All you have right, to put like, your differences bye, aside and just enjoy the episode you know what i mean yeah anything else you want to say on the subject otherwise i think i want to move on I think we handled it. We talked about it pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with it. I know you're really adamant about speaking about it. Yeah, because uh-huh. it's just been all over TikTok, all over. Like, it's been everywhere. Yeah. I mean, personally, I rather... Yeah, it's been everywhere because I guess that's like the content we consume to some extent. But i much rather, I guess, speak about other things in like different circles. I guess it like... How you know how we spoke about like Jaden and Nessa? I feel like that's more our circle before we speak about H three podcast. But I understand it was a big story, so we had to cover it. So moving on though to relationship advice. Oh, we're gonna get I th- spicy. I think we're gonna get a little spicy here. So let's jump right in here. Our relationship advice five hours ago. So that's how you know it was recent. My thirty three female fiance, and this is coming from thirty two male, okay. is uh, having an emotional affair with a coworker who's thirty one. Let's see. It is very rare that we end up with the same day off. Unfortunately, the coworker has today off too. Shortly after I woke up today, he extended me an invitation to go on a hike with her and her dog. I was given no information besides, I don't know, soonish, and he hoped and he hopped in the shower. 
When he was done in the shower, he told me to go take mine. So I did. As soon as I turned the water off, he yelled through the door for me to hurry up. Five minutes later, soaking wet hair, we're on the road. No talking, the 20-minute drive there. He sped through winding roads. Eventually, we got to the parking lot and see her car. She and the dog are nowhere in sight. Before I'm even out of the car, he took off down the path. Guess I'm not applying sunscreen. Where's this going? I'm confused. Wait, I'm very confused too. Wait a second here. Oh, we're gonna skip the story. I don't know what's it's going kind on. Of long. That it's was really hot long. In here, I'm gonna take a sip of water. Okay. Because I'm just getting hot and heavy mm. up in this bitch. Oh, this is an interesting one. But why are they so long? Okay, this guy, he's right to the point. Single paragraph. Oh, wait, sorry. This post was deleted by the person who originally wow. wrote it. Let's see here. Mm. Ex-husband left me when I got pregnant. I'm moving on. And ex is crying foul. <laughs> um, People got it rough. Oh, he, okay. Here we go. Let's speak about this one. Okay, my boy, short and sweet. My boyfriend, but it's not too sweet. My boyfriend has stopped being intimate with me. Says, uh, dark, dar, Katie. But Reddit, do you get to pick your username? No, right? Isn't Reddit I weird think like you that? You can pick your username, but I think you get a random one when you start off. Yeah. So I have a random one. I don't remember what mine is, but it's like such a mess. Okay. I think my brother's is like kitchen sink or something. My boy. <laughs> Of course it is. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over four years. He's 33 and I am 23. Age gap love. Um, we met at work and it was instant fireworks. Fast forward four years later, he doesn't seem to want to kiss, hold hands, or have sex. He has also stopped saying, I love you. He basically would rather to strangers than be intimate with me. It has basically turned my life upside down. I have had to initiate countless conversations of how much this lack of intimacy has been adversely affecting me. The crazy part is he talks about how this is the best relationship he's ever been in because his past relationships were tumultuous and filled with constant fights. I wonder why. I That's what she said. Uh, I know what I need to do. Continuing this relationship basically means devaluing and neglecting myself. It's just so heartbreaking So basically, uh, to basically watch someone you love stop loving you. I've never been in so much pain and needed to get this off my chest. Any feedback is appreciated. Okay, I got some thoughts already. Jump in. All right. So I don't necessarily think that somebody, when they stop being intimate with you, I don't necessarily think it 100% means they're falling out of love with you. I think that is definitely one conclusion to drum drump, to jump to. Um, I think there are other conclusions that, can be made with this information. Um, I definitely think, even though you said that you've already talked about this numerous times, I think you have to be more direct because obviously your message wasn't being heard. If this is continuing, you have to be more direct and just sometimes you have to almost give an ultimatum. You have to say like, I, this is a need of mine. And if my needs are met, like I really have to move on and you really have to make the issue seem as serious or even more serious than it is for you. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think it means he's falling out of love. There's a number of things that can be going on. It's possible that he's stressed out at the moment. He has a lot going on. Maybe he has a project he's been working on and he's been really busy with that. And that's really where his mind has been. Um, or it could mean that um, he hasn't really thought about it that much or it's something that he's not super into anymore in general. Like maybe, you know, a lot of people are like more, I don't know how to say this, more like sexual when they're like in their 20s or something. And I think you said, how old is he? Like 30 something, like 33? Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm looking for another article while we talk about this one, but it was an age gap. So it's possible that since she's younger, she's still at that sexual height and he's not there anymore. And he's more settling down, not really super into that as much as he, he once was. And she probably saw that change. Um, but definitely talk about it more, discuss um, things that, um, you can do to like fix the situation. Like there are solutions like, okay, every Friday night we have this movie night and we 
have dessert together and we do this and see where things go. Stuff like that. Make time for each other. Make date nights. Date nights really, especially like if you're like four years down the line, like making a plan for a date like every week or two can certainly like even if you're already living together or something, like if you make a point to say this is a date night and doing date things, going out to eat, maybe going for wine or something like making a point to make it a date night will just make it more romantic. Um, Just think about things like that. And if things still aren't working out, then, I mean, you need to be where your needs are being met. Um, But also, I mean, a a less uh, glorious uh, solution could be like just breaking up because it is possible that unfortunately what you're describing I mean he could be having an affair I mean you have to be honest with yourself that could be a possibility so I would definitely look into that as well because I mean you really never know sometimes that is a sign that something else is going on so you have to be like honest with yourself and you really have to be cautious because I mean some guys like are really bad really (laughs) big assholes and they really don't want to be caught so you might have to start doing some deep dive investigating I don't know but that's just my two cents obviously (laughs) at his age he's not well listen I don't know I'm a different person I said I feel like I'll be a sexual fiend late until my everyone (laughs) that's not everyone not everyone could be a Christian sexual fiend if you get my just. Some guys, they turn 30 and it just starts going down because I feel like your testosterone goes down. What is it? Libido? Yeah, because that all, your libido, it has to do with like your testosterone level. So if you like your testosterone, testosterone is supplements, and you're like, yeah, maybe that would help. Maybe taking some special pills. I don't know. There wasn't enough real context given. Obviously, there was an age gap and he's older. Mm-hmm. So obviously... His threshold, as it as she articulated, for sexual gratification is much lower than yours. Like you mentioned, she's probably younger, more spry, wants to get into it more. But I really think this is just a matter of having a conversation, you know, and just being honest with each other. Because it seems like, as he said to you, from his perspective, he's perfectly content. But obviously from yours, you're not happy. And you say that you've had a conversation with him, but... I mean, obviously, the message hasn't gotten through. Yeah. So, So, I mean, because it's on the topic of sex, I'm not necessarily sure if an intervention is necessarily in order with other family members. Maybe not, but... But, I mean, listen, you can... Maybe an ultimatum. Well, ultimatums are tough, but before you get to ultimatum, I would, like... Listen, if you really like the guy, I think you have to perhaps go to the extreme. Like, like, like... I'm trying to think, like, try to catch him off guard once, like, dress sexually and see if you can attract him. But if he's, like, completely turned off from sexual stuff now anymore, then it may be an indicator of his loss of attraction for you. And that might be a serious problem. But, like, definitely go the more lighthearted route first, perhaps. You know, if conversations aren't working, try to probably get them in other ways if you want to dress cutesy or whatnot. But essentially, no, it is about having him take you seriously and if he's simply not at that maturity level, although he is older, to have a conversation with you seriously and not just say, well, you know, I'm satisfied and that's all that matters. He should care about your needs, I guess, as well. A hundred percent. Either way, no matter what solution you come to, you something has to change and your needs have to be met. Like, obviously, you can't just stay in this. Yeah, I mean, because it's an age gap, I guess, I mean, it depends how much you really love the person because... It's, 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 you know, about how long you're invested in the relationship. It's really tough to walk away from a long relationship. And especially guys, it seems like he's very satisfied. It doesn't seem like he's going nowhere because he's older and it seems like he's preoccupied with other things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you, he may not be expecting you to walk away. He might think he's got you in the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't let him put you in that corner. I mean, if you really like him, I guess you have to find some way to work it out. But if not... And you're comfortable with going, walking away? I mean, I I would maybe go for it. But I feel like this is a compatibility issue that would have been worked out early on in a relationship. Because usually after the honeymoon period, people tend to expose. I mean, that's not the right word. But just reveal who who they really are and what their characters really like. And if you you can make it through 
You'll see this on a bunch of TikToks. Like first three months of the honeymoon phase, but and then the next five months following that is like the phase where most people break up because then all the, you know, all the uh, uh, chemicals and hormones go away and you see the person for who you really are. And if you can get through that, which it seems like you have, then usually it's like that's most likely your life partner. And I kind of feel just sad and unfortunate that you got through that and were. I mean, not always. That's a, a pretty. That's a pretty Unless you were just tolerating, well, I mean, well, I, what I do you mean? Unless you're just tolerating bullshit the whole time, then you should have gotten out earlier. You well, know what I'm saying? I'm saying if you get past the honeymoon stage, I don't necessarily think that 100% means it's your life partner. No, what I meant was maybe I didn't say it clearly. After the honeymoon phase is like a five to eight month phase in which you see the real person for who they are. And if you make it past that, then well, typically. Not typically because. No, 100%. People, if you're with somebody for like past 12 months and you know who they are in and out and you're hanging out all the time and you're comfortable with who they are, unless something drastically changes, which could happen in a relationship, the person cheats on you. But I think a lot of people do have like two year relationships and then they break That's up. Like, tough, like that though. happens. I've I, been through that. I mean, that happened to you and it's unfortunate. I it can't... happens. It happens more often than you think. I've really? heard people breaking I... up after five years. That's hard. That's tough. I really can't see any rationale for being with somebody for years, like you just mentioned five, like, don't you know that person? Like, haven't you gotten used to them and found ways if you, if things you don't like about them, you either cope or you talk about it. Why are we waiting five years down the road to be like, you know what? I can't handle this anymore. You know what I think it is? I think it's because you lose the sexual attraction and you start to want to date somebody else who gets you excited and aroused. Sometimes. I think especially for uh, for guys, I think it's because most likely you want to get with other people, especially those that are younger. That's why older men cheat. I would I would presume I would make that statement. For women, why do you think women would walk, like this in, the, in this case that we're talking about? Why do you think a woman would walk away from a relationship when she's been in a multi-year relationship? Has has hasn't somebody like that already seen the other person and if they didn't like it, you would presume that they would walk away? Yeah, I mean, I think like, what are you asking? Like, why would a woman want to leave? Yeah, like, an example might be, like, maybe the guy changed. Yeah, it could be that. Or sometimes, I mean, sometimes the situation is similar to what you described. I mean, sometimes there are women who have someone else in mind or something. Or they might get bored in a relationship or they just feel like they're, they're not compatible or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, if you don't feel compa- if you don't feel compatible, though, like, years later— People change. I mean, guys change. Yeah, I guess. It happens. But for the most part, I feel like, you know, more women are more likely to, like, try to work through it. Yeah, I think the curves show, like, as men get older, they tend to cheat more. And as women get older, they tend to stay in the relationship more. You know, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a settling thing, but it's, like, kind of the fantasy of, like, you meet your forever guy and you don't ever want it to end, you know? And you talk, and you start yeah. to talk cutesy about how your how cute your babies will be and whatnot. You know, every girl does it, right? Let's. I don't know. Uh, yeah, spotted in 4K, caught you. Uh, let's see here. What else we have? I don't know what this means. My wife is a hardcore turf. I guess I'm just gonna pass that. I don't know <laughs> what. What is the, a turf? I don't know. Is that like the ground, like the like you know, like the black turf, like when you're playing uh, baseball, like the red turf? I have no idea. Uh, let's see. I just don't want to click on anything that's too long. Somebody says, "Am I being used, honey?" Certainly. If you're asking, yourself if you're that asking, question, I probably. think I think you're probably being used. Do Usually I say no. yes to relationship, even though she keeps lying? No. no. I don't even have to read that to just know. <laughs> I will pass this one. My boyfriend called me a fucking dumbass. I mean, you've done that before. Well, yeah, every couple argues, but it's like you have to. Spot well, you want to spot it? You want it? Well, yeah, every couple fights. So you want to read it? It says we we were arguing, and he calls me a quote fucking dumbass, and says I'm acting like a dumbass. I've never once name called him during an argument, and I'm not really down with it. He keeps saying it will never happen again, but I've heard those words come out of his mouth before, and it happens again. Am I being dramatic about this, or is this really wrong? Isn't this classified as verbal abuse? Somebody said here, you know, name calling is a personal deal breaker. I think it depends how long you are in the relationship. They're young. They're 18. So, and we're only 21. So when you're younger, the way you might communicate your feelings aren't the most mature, you know, I admit. But what would would you say? I think it's something that it can't be 24-7. Like when you're arguing, it's not that everything goes, but I, I can make a more rational case for that. But, you know, as long as it's a minority of times, 
Yeah, if you're uncomfortable with it and that's something that personally like triggers you or if that name is something that you're really uncomfortable with specifically, then yeah, you need to communicate with him that you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with him using that. Say say that to him preferably when you're not fighting because then, you know, it can make things worse, but communicate to him that that's not something you're comfortable with because I certainly think that people are allowed to have words that they are really uncomfortable with that personally like trigger them or make them feel especially uncomfortable. But I mean, in any relationship, I do think there might be an element of name calling at one point when you're fighting because that's just what happens. I think verbal abuse is more it's first of all, it definitely has to do with the tone of voice that somebody's using. I think the person has to identify to their partner what they consider verbal abuse. That too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's another important component because you might call somebody stupid and you're like, oh, dude, that was so fucking stupid what you just did. But it's like you said, it's about the tone. It's, it's about the, um, like you said, like the intonation. It depends also on the context as well. Um, How the frequency, because the verbal frequency, 100%. abuse usually is something that is reoccurring. But like you said, if the word is a trigger, then explain to them that that you consider that verbal abuse because you don't like that word. Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't think that's something that you should break up with him right now over. But I do think you should communicate with him that you're uncomfortable with that, and then. If he continues to do it frequently, then yeah, I think you should end it because, you know, if he's not respecting your boundaries, then that's, then that could, yeah. If it, if you think it's verbal abuse, then it could be. Um, so, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think about what I'd like to add on the that, subject. That's what I think. I think if you personally think it's something that you consider verbal abuse, communicate that with him and if it doesn't stop, then yeah, you, you can't continue with that. Because like I said, all, I mean, all relationships that you have, you might end up having an instance where somebody's calling somebody a name like that happens, especially when you're young. This other case, this girl, I feel so bad for her. She has a lot of problems. Can't stand being tickled and boyfriend won't stop. Man, I I wish that was the only problems I had. Bro. <laughs> I wish my only problem was Alyssa won't stop tickling me. I mean, tickling... Let's be honest here. I mean, even though we laugh when we're it tickled. It can be abuse, I guess. It's like, even though you laugh when you're tickled, that's like a natural reaction. It's not because you're actually having a good time. So, I mean, if somebody really consistently, like, real talk, somebody's really tickling you constantly, I mean, I can understand why that might be, like, something that's, like, a turnoff. Like, you're just like, okay, like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, it was fun the first 50 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can also, I have another question here that I think we can end on and we can perhaps go deeper into our relationship, but just off the top of my head, because we're talking about this, it doesn't have to be, you know, verbal related. And I'm trying to think in our experience, in our two and a half year relationship, almost, I feel like we have a lot of stories, a lot of things to share that will certainly open up with in other episodes in the future. Any advice you think that's really valuable and stuff that we've learned over the course of our relationship together? Um, how to, how to communicate better in general, because, well, we could talk about our own communication issues in just a second, but I think just one thing that came to my mind right away was essentially that if you want something to work, it can work if you wanted to, like with all these stories, obviously they're bad, but if it's something you really want to work through and you're dedicated to that person, you'll still make it work. You'll still show up the next day. You know, you might have that argument, but the key in a relationship is that you have to be willing to let go and forgive. I think that's the ultimate advice that you can give to anybody. I think if you ask an old person who's been married a long time, they're like, how do you stay together so long? It's about just learning to forgive because people are, every human's flawed, you know, and we're all going to be upset at time to time and say things we regret, but it's about how you move forward from there that I think is super important. Yeah, I think it's so important to like, also understand that like the other the like your boyfriend or girlfriend like that's a whole nother person who thinks completely differently than the way that you do and I think it's so hard for a lot of people to understand that like something that upsets you might not upset them and something that makes you feel a certain way might make them feel something completely different and I don't really think we think about that because friendships don't go even though friendships can be deep you don't and like in a relationship you spend so much time with a person that like it almost feels like you're living with them sometimes and you'll see and you're you talk about deeper things typically in a relationship than you would in a friendship and you learn really quickly that like the other person in the relationship truly is 
completely different. And I think learning about their personality and how to respect that and how to get around that and how to understand what makes them happy versus what makes them upset um, is so important. And I think you'll learn that in a relationship really fast. Um, But even to this day, I mean, you still... you're still learning something new about your partner. Like even if you're two years in or something, like you're going to constantly learn new things about their personality and about how things make them feel. But it's so important to like respect that and try to learn and don't be opposed to trying to see things from a different point of view. Because in a relationship, the perspective from your partner versus you is going to be completely different. So I think learning about their perspective and respecting it, even if something doesn't make you as emotional as them, like respecting them and their emotions and their thoughts is also a great way to like progress your relationship and to make it stronger. Especially after a fight, you will certainly at least in my experience, I'm not sure if anybody else can speak on it, would fall deeper in love with the person because if once you're past that fight, you have a newfound respect and love for them. And usually through a fight, you learn something new about your partner too, about something that they particularly don't like or something that you personally need to work on within yourself. Either way, you're learning something new about them in turn. Yeah, in our relationship, I'm trying to think. This was back in 2019 when we first met in January. I'm trying to think. Honeymoon period probably lasted super... I mean, it never ends if you're being real with yourself and you really love the person. But I would say ran for us, at least for me, for a very long time. And then even when we were back at school, still I remember when we had to go back because we were, we went on our first date, 2019, you know, over winter recess, winter break from college. And I remember it was the 23rd of January in the morning, because I had class later that day. It was a Wednesday. I had to go back up to school and you had to do, you had to do so as well. And we were both taking trains from the Amtrak station. Yeah. Penn Station. In Penn Station. I saw you with your dad. And now I know your dad much better than back then. Back then, he was just like, who's the stranger? Who's this boy? Or whatever. And so we like said our goodbyes. And I remember when we were on the train, like texting each other and Snap. And it was cute because like the Bitmoji pops out. Uh, we've since upgraded from Snapchat to SMS, text message, fun fact. We were, we were texting from that point too. I know, but we're at a point in relationship now where I don't even like to text, even though we do from sometimes. Now it's just a FaceTime call. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, if you want to talk to me, FaceTime makes I want to see your face because we're just at that level. Get on it. But so, and then really in the fall was when I at least started having issues. I'm not sure if it was just you personally or just me not being able to work with long distance. But, you know, just as like on, on nights when we were fight, fight over Skype, there was just as many nights that we would sit on Skype, play agar.io and watch 90 Day Fiance. And you got me into that, which was crazy. And then, so that leads into sophomore year because that was fall, sophomore, and then into the spring, came home with COVID. Not with COVID. Not not with COVID personally, but because of COVID and, you know, see each other on a more day-to-day basis in person because we're not, you know, no longer long distance from school. And the arguments you have are somewhat different, but you still work through it. Like if you really love the person and you want to see them, it's like, you'll look past it. And I feel like that's at least something that we've been able to do that. I feel like most, I I say it all the time and I'm not sure if Alyssa is like happy about it, but I feel like most relationships probably wouldn't survive like the way we do, I think. Cause I think there's probably numerous things. We've never had a really big argument ever. I would I would say nothing where like we didn't speak to each other for like weeks or a long period of time. Yeah, no, we, we always, I feel like when we argue sometimes like the next morning, like we're cool. You know what I mean? I'll never forget. There was one time that Alyssa was upset that I ate candy she bought. And we were screaming at each other over the phone. And I was just like, I cannot believe you. Because she was like, I thought we would share it. It's candy. 
I, 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 I don't I know if you want, do you want to speak on the subject look, or not? I, I kind of feel like you thought I was angrier than I was because it was over the phone. You couldn't see my I face. Like you kept making a deal about I it. I wasn't deal, but as okay. upset as you thought I was. And I feel like it's kind of, and that's another thing. It's easy to misconstrue things when it's over the phone and not in person. I remember because you were so upset that I shared it with my sister, Brandy. And summer. And summer. I guess this is before summer was crazy, but you... Like maybe didn't know Brandy as well, and you were just like upset. No, but now you're kind of like low key besties with Brandy, so I yeah. feel like you wouldn't mind at all. And we no. go out for food, even ourselves, all together, all three of us, all the time. And the numerous trips that we've gone on together, I feel like candy is no longer. I mean, I guess at the time that was like, damn, like he ate my candy. I bought him. Like it's not a big little. Deal did she know she'd be going on vacation to L.A., Las Vegas? Where else have we gone on vacation together? Was this before? I think this was before. We went to vacation in the UK and Wales. And so I think it was pretty early on in the relationship. But every couple fights, and I think we'll probably do another episode where we talk about actual fights. We can actually, you guys can be, you know, a witness to us working through past fights. I think that would be an interesting yeah, episode. we can film a podcast when we're mad at each other. No, no but I just no, think I'm you would kidding. bring to the table because Alyssa's great because she's a woman of bringing up past things. So she can probably make a long list of all the things I've wronged her and we can work through them. And I think they would be really funny for you guys to hear. But essentially, yeah, if you want something to work, you'll make it work. Every couple of fights, we fight. I'm not sure if you guys can tell. Maybe you do. Or <laughs> that uh, maybe we seem so perfect, but we're not. We're just like every other couple. But like I said, I feel like if I, because I 100% want the relationship to work. I mean, it's not going to end. Let's keep it real. It's called 100. You know, I'm not here. To, I'm, not, I'm not wearing no caps, no caps. He's not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. This is not who I am. Everything I've done in life, I've seen it through to the end and I've worked really hard at it, whether it's school, whether it's the podcast, making content as well as the relationship. And I'm no, I'm no angel. I'm a devil. I, I fight. I argue all the time. I'll fight. But it's about moving on past that, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, I feel like, you know, if I didn't want it to work, the relationship would be over. And I could say the same thing. If I didn't want it to work, I think the relationship True, would you, be right? over you too. You have that prerogative too. You know, you're an independent, strong woman. We love strong women. But I'm just saying like, especially as a guy, because your sister's talking, we're not going to talk about it now, but like, with the relationship issues she's having now, it's like, especially on the part of the guy, it's like, I feel like, like we were talking about the story before, like if he didn't want anything to do with the girl, it could be very quickly just like, that's it. And same thing on your part. You're 100% right. But I, I guess as you he, could say, it's because we're both so strong you know, yeah. power, power, puff girl, power to us, power couple. If we, you know, if we didn't want, if we weren't so adamant about sticking in the relationship, then it could have ended. That's yeah. how you know you're really in it for the long haul. And if somebody, if a, if a guy wants to be in a relationship and wants to make the effort, he will. Yeah. Ladies. hundred percent. I think you, yeah. That was kind of random, but that's important advice as well if somebody wants to be in a relationship and wants to make the effort like you'll see it it won't be a secret yeah i lost my last question i wanted to go over but let me just ask you straight up is there anything that you think you've learned from our relationship thus far any stories in particular that we're really telling or something that you'd want to share that would like provide some value for people i don't know i mean i kind of mentioned before the whole thing where like you really learn how to work with a different personality and i think it's interesting because you don't think of it as much you know, in friendships, because personally in my past friendships, we wouldn't get, I mean, we wouldn't, our conversations weren't as deep because like when you're in a relationship, you talk about different things. So I just feel like when you're in a relationship, it's like a whole new frontier. Like you have to learn to adapt to somebody else who, like I said, like thinks differently. So it's like, you know, we've had instances where like, we won't see eye to eye on something because there's something that I might find funny and you don't think it's funny. And like all the time, that's something tiny, but like, that's an example of something where like, it's like kind of awkward or like, you know, it it can create conflict sometimes even. The great tampon debate we had, go check out that episode talking about like, you know, women's rights and like their ability to products. You know, I'm just saying like, yeah, there, there's certain things. hundred percent funny Christian. Is is you saying that that's your idea of comedy? No, it's not my idea of comedy. No, I'm just, Try, I'm just trying to do a promo of another episode. I'm just no, saying, I, I if, you, if you want to go, I'm if you want to go check it out, you know, you don't have to. Yeah. I just thought that was a really, cause that was, that was a great heated episode. I think that was, cause Alyssa was fired up. That was something else. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really want to touch on. 
I mean, if you want to see our, if you want to see us argue and like, you know, if you want to see us have like completely different opinions about something, I mean, definitely shoot us a topic on our Instagram or on our TikTok. On the TikTok in the Q&A section. And that that could be interesting if you're like, what's your take on this or this? And there might be a topic where we're like- Relationship oriented though. I'm not interested in anything political. Yeah, no, me neither. The tampon debate was kind of like straddling the line. That's why I was okay with it. But I don't want it to be like, you know, something related to- Contemporary politics. Yeah, that's not really our main point of this podcast at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I'm totally down to, like, argue about something. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Anything in particular? I'm just curious. No, I don't know right now. Anything you but, die on the hill for? But, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a topic where we have completely different opinions. Yeah, I don't know. So. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything, anything super in particular. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anything you can think of? I, re- I really can't. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. I mean. No, but like from things I've learned, like being in a relationship with well, you. Well, something small. I mean, we have different a different taste in pizza toppings. Yeah, no, but Just that's like not, we're not like arguing like over that. No, but no. like, because sometimes if it's like, we have to get a two topping pizza and now, you know, I can't get the toppings I want because you want plain cheese. Well, that's a big conundrum because then you always have to either get, you always have to like get two, especially if you're ordering from Domino's or Papa John's. No, I like black olives and mushrooms. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crime to like those toppings. I, I don't know if that's worse than pineapple on pizza. It's definitely not worse. Come on. I feel like maybe pineapple maybe is more appealing than, what'd you say? Really? Black olives and, and mushrooms. I can see if you want to put like a vegetable on it, but I don't know. I mean, is my, I mean, mushrooms a fungi. Black olives, I guess is a vegetable. I don't know. But I mean like peppers or something more crunchy. I wouldn't put peppers Black on peppers. I don't know, man. Black olives. Not black, black olives. Black peppers. Me. What is that? They take the pepper and then they spray paint it black. No. I don't know. So hopefully we gave some relationship advice. Definitely drop topics in the Q&A on TikTok or in the comments down below here on YouTube. You know, future episodes, I've been so behind because we've been working on the, obviously since we got back from vacation and now working on the set. But now if we have a good thing going and Alyssa can keep the tripod at the same level and not mess it up to film her TikToks with her camera on it. Um, and we can keep stuff in the same place. Then hopefully we can set up quick so we can have more future guests. Essentially, that's what I'm trying to get a long way of saying. So hopefully we have the setup locked down. And I look forward to having very interesting guests on in the future. We have to have, gosh, I forgot her name. The woman who was our flight attendant. Do you remember? Maybe I could pop it up real quick. Tons of other people as well. Who was... Um, Blair Lockett? Blair. Was that her full name? I think so. Blair. Alyssa remembered you. Remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Uh, Blair, I'm sorry. We haven't answered your Insta DM because it's been a hot minute. We've been uh, busy, but I'm going to DM you right after this podcast. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let me just see real quick on the Christian and Alyssa account. Yeah. We met so many people. I don't want to name drop too many of them because I don't want to get people's hopes up and then like they don't come on the show. But, uh, and then there were people we met in Santa Monica. Like, you know who you are. Yeah, no, I can't sign in right now because I'm not signed into the account, but I see the account. Um, Yeah, so I don't have anything else to add. Alyssa, thank you for joining me, even though you didn't have a choice. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on another episode of BFEGF, Long Island's number one couples podcast. And we will catch you in the next episode. Goodbye, peace. We love you guys. Peace out. I love you more. Later. I do.